I think I've changed jobs, not changed job. Well, I guess I've changed jobs maybe every about two years, two and a half. So it's okay to to want to see new scenery and, and to get a new job as long as you sort of stay within your industry because in the end, it'll make you a stronger person because you'll understand all the elements of everybody's jobs. From the cubicle to the lab, the studio to the war room, climbing the corporate ladder or joining a scrappy startup, experience a day in the life of the jobs you want. This is the Experience a Day in the Life podcast. We interview professionals, entrepreneurs, and recent grads about what a day is actually like on the job, hour by hour, or as we like to call it, they're a diddle, spelled A-D-I-T-L, which stands for a day in the life. This podcast will inspire you to gain experience beyond the classroom and launch a career of your own. We're your hosts, Chris DeBeau and Matt Poe. Welcome to part two in the two-part Fashion Forward Thinking series. In part one, we went through hour by hour in a day in Emmy Bunn's life as a fashion designer. In this episode, we'll take you through Emmy's career journey so you know what skills and experience are necessary to land a job as a fashion designer. We'll talk about Emmy's reason for deciding to only pursue an associate's degree, sketching designs for Ralph Lauren, transitioning to a role at Parker Today, and more. Let's learn how she did it so you can too. What inspired you to get into the fashion industry in the first place? Originally, I wanted to be an architect, you know, constructing things from the ground up, whether it's a house or clothing. I realized pretty early on that architecture requires a certain amount of math and and, and it's a longer term project to build a building. So clothing was the sort of runner up. You know, it deals with proportion and things like that. So, yeah, I I got into fashion. Are you one of those people who just feel the urge to create? something yes whatever it is just that's kind of what the sense I'm getting yeah I mean you're you're you never stop thinking about you know it's the reason I moved to New York I think there's so much stimulus you see the color of yellow and a stop sign and it makes you think of a dress and what if the dress was pleated and what if it was long what if it was short oh I saw these girl walking and you know there's just my mind never stops thinking I dream about it I wake up I sew in my mind I draw on my mind and live it and live it every day She fell in love with fashion and wanted to get her foot in the door ASAP, but not without an education under her belt first. What made you choose getting the associate's degree over going to a four-year school right off the bat? I think I just really wanted to get out in the industry and work. You know, I, I, I wanted, I think fashion's sort of a craft and you learn it as you're doing it. I also probably have a inclination against authority. <laughs> you know, I just, I, I, I don't want to be taught it. I want to do it and, and make an impact and get out there in the industry. And I was just really eager to learn. And I felt like tests and projects, like I wanted my project and my tests to be the real world. So I just wanted to get out there the quickest way possible. So that meant a two-year degree and, and get a job. And my experience instead of two years in college was, I guess, two years on the job. So I kind of got a head start on my friends, I guess. I interned at K2 because I'm from Seattle originally. So K2 is a ski wear brand out of Seattle. So Seattle, you know, that's something I guess when you're picking your college, you where your college is based is might be your specialty, I, I suppose. You know, if you go to fashion school in California, you might work for a surf company or a skate company or something. And if you're in New York, the chances of working for, you know, an evening wear company or a high-end or more fashion-forward company is, is a contender there. So, Would you advise college students to do the same nowadays, or do you think times have changed getting a, 
a two-year associate's degree and then moving on to jumping right into the workforce? You know, it's funny. People ask me that a lot. And I think it I think in some ways a two-year degree is looked down upon. However, when I interview candidates, I, I don't sort of like look at how long they went to school. I look at their raw talent. So I might be biased towards that. However, I think if you're talented, you're talented. And it doesn't matter what college you went to or um, how long you went. It's, it's the potential in the person. So, And I think you have to do what's right for you. If you feel like you have to go to a four-year school, go to a four-year. If you feel like you have to do your master's, do your master's. If you want to go to London, go to London. You know, if you just follow your instinct, you'll probably be okay. From Seattle, Emmy journeyed to New York City, one of the fashion capitals of the world. There, she enrolled at FIT, or the Fashion Institute of Technology, in Chelsea. I think I realized pretty quickly that I I wanted to get into the industry, like, so I, um, I did one semester at FIT, and while I was doing that, I was interning at BCBG in New York. So I was in the sales, their, their sales showroom, and that was interesting because they were, you know, just hustling and selling clothes and the, the runway show, and, the, you know, they had their sales goals, and I got an idea of what it was like to work on the sales side, whereas I'm on the design side currently. So, you know, that's why it's so important with internships Maybe you don't always want to say no to an internship because you never know what you're going to learn from it. You'll always apply it to the bigger picture. Her first job after her semester at FIT was back in Washington State at Nordstrom as a design assistant. I got it through a girl I went to school with. So, you know, be on good terms with your classmates and, you know, those connections. She got me, she vouched for me. She got a job at Nordstrom before I did. And she, my resume was sort of fast tracked to HR and got a job at Nordstrom. And they had a really cool program where they sort of like put you in kind of like a think tank sort of talent pool. So you'd almost sit in an office and then anyone in Nordstrom in the organization on the design side could call and say, I need a print designer. I need a trim person or, or someone's on maternity leave and you'd be zoomed up to that office and you'd get experience for maybe two months there or three months or two weeks or so it allowed you and that's something specific that Nordstrom does to sort of see people's talents and where they lie which is really smart of them I think. While she was learning a lot and enjoying her time at Nordstrom, she had a tough choice to make during a tough time in the fashion industry. The stock market crashed, I think, and it was before September 11th. I'm dating myself here, but Eddie Bauer called and they had a they had a good offer, and and so I left. And and you know Nordstrom counter offered, and I think that you know that's something that's going to happen to people in in their life, and you have to kind of really think. Do I want the money or do I want the experience and sort of like what drives you? So what tipped the scale for this? Just something new, a new company, new people to work with, new office environment and the opportunity for for something else. So, But yeah, I went to Eddie Bauer and designed backpacks and, and purses and accessories and then it then they had a reorganization, and then I designed denim. They had another reorganization, and then I designed tops. So the fashion industry is really, you think your job is one thing, and it and it changes. And I think I realized, you know, this is maybe 20 years ago, but you have to be flexible. You just have to roll with the punches and, and, and just be like, great, that sounds good. She was at Eddie Bauer for a little over two years when New York City was calling her name. So the story that I've been hearing for about a month now since we started talking about getting this podcast going was that you had Ralph Lauren over your shoulder at one point. Can you tell us about that? 
This is correct. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I was at Ralph Lauren for about 10, 10, almost 10 years. And again, I, I got that job. I moved from Seattle out to New York and people sent me with maybe three phone numbers on a piece of paper. These are some people you should call. And, and one of those people I called, I didn't email, I called and left a message on their phone and and I just said, I'll do anything. Like, what job do you have at Ralph Lauren? And they called me back. Actually, they called me three times. I missed the first two calls. They left one voicemail. I missed that. They left a second voicemail. I missed that. And then I heard the third one where they were like, I'm just calling to triple check that you aren't interested. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so I was like, I'll meet with you tomorrow. How spaced out were those phone calls? Were they like days or hours? I think it was like every three days. Okay. But, you know, I had just moved to New York and I think I was like meeting the moving truck and my mattress was being delivered and it went to voicemail and I didn't realize it. And I just got a new, you know, you move to a new city and there's just lots of stuff that happens and it, the job part fell to the wayside. So, uh, but I think uh, if it was meant to be, it was meant to be. So they called me back and uh, I, I just took whatever they had. So I freelanced and I, it, there was a closet that used to have uh, jan like buckets and mops for the janitor and they turned it into a little office and they fit three of us in there. And I just did whatever they asked and I just watched what everybody was doing, how they talked to each other, how their emails were written and just observed. I was in tech design for, for knitwear for them. And then 10 years later, with Ralph over my shoulder, um, that is, I left doing Ralph Lauren Collection, which is the runway show. So uh, twice a year, they do a huge runway show. They used to show in Bryant Park, and now they have sort of remote exotic locations. And yeah, I was, an, I was a fashion illustrator and designer for them. So we went with Ralph maybe th three times a week, and he... He likes to be inspired. He likes to talk about things. And it's when he talks, as he talks, you sketch it for him in front of him, almost just real life. And it materializes on paper. And then he says he loves it. And then it goes down a runway. So it's pretty intense, but. So most people probably would have killed for that job. What made you decide to leave and freelance for a little, for a while? Well, the the pace is fairly intense, and but really, I just I wanted to focus on art and and to draw. And going freelance allowed me to draw for lots of different companies. You know, to to draw for Tommy Hilfiger or draw for Marquesa, and and just to draw lots of different kinds of clothes, evening gowns and and t-shirts and sweatshirts and stuff, and just kind of expand my horizons on an artistic level. For those of you who want to broaden your horizons, listen up. Emmy wants you to know something. You know, freelancing, I think it sounds really glamorous. And I think for some people, it probably is. I personally realized it's it's a hustle. And, and you're a one-man show. And you are the accounts payable department. And you are the marketing department. And you are the talent so, you know, you know, you have to pay your rent. So, you know, that ties into a little bit about a side hustle and whatnot, but it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of work. I was doing it and I was, I liked it, but, a the opportunity came along to work at Parker. So I was freelancing at home, you know, in my studio and yeah, I got a job at Parker and they were a tiny company. I think there was like seven, maybe seven to 10 employees. And yeah, I came on to sort of grow the company. So that could mean anything from creating infrastructure in terms of like a shared drive, like something simple like that, to 
tech sheets, Excel, email, processes, elevating the product. So do you straddle design and marketing? Yeah, I do, I guess. Yeah, when you, uh, by nature, I guess I've been doing this for a while. So I think I've changed jobs, not changed job. Well, I guess I've changed jobs maybe every about two years, two and a half. So, you know, that would, I guess, be advice to give that it's okay to to want to see new scenery and, and to get a new job as long as you sort of stay within your industry because in the end it'll make you a stronger person because you'll understand all the elements of everybody's jobs. That wraps up part two in the Fashion Forward Thinking series. Huge thanks to Emmy Bunn for sharing her wisdom throughout this experience, A Day in the Life series. If you haven't already, be sure to listen to part one in this series to experience a day in the life of the head fashion designer at Parker. So they say you can't get a job without experience, but need experience to get the job. But luckily, we have quite the experience. You can join our team and experience a day in the life of the jobs you want by applying to be a student editor. Regardless of your major or amount of experience, this is the perfect stepping stone into any internship or career. Find more info and sign up at xadiddle.com slash students. That's x-a-d-i-t-l dot com slash students. Thanks for listening. Head over to exadiddle.com. That's X-A-D-I-T-L.com. There you can find the show notes for this series and more A Day in the Life articles. And you can get to know us and our guests more by joining our communities on social media. Follow at exadiddle on Instagram and on LinkedIn by searching for Krista Poe and Matt with one T Poe. If you learned something in this episode, please take some time to help our mission by leaving a positive rating and review of the show. Each week, we bring you a new interview series with guests from different jobs and different industries. In each series, we'll live a specific day in the life, hour by hour, and experience their career journey. So don't forget to subscribe.